So this week, we're off to El Salvador to see our good friend Ernesto, but a coffee we haven't seen at Has Been for a very long time. And we're going to have a special guest to tell us why she took that coffee away from us. Stay tuned. So last week, we gave you Geisha. Geisha was amazing. I love that coffee so much. But this week, we're going to give you an SL28 from El Salvador. And an SL28 that we used to have many years ago, but haven't seen for the last three, four years. On top of that, it's going to be an In My Mug exclusive because all of this coffee goes to um, a company that I'm a partner in called Drop Coffee in Sweden um, that is run by Joanna Alm. And Joanna is going to come on screen with us now and tell us a little bit about Ernesto and the relationship she's built up with him. You know Ernesto from La Luzon and Los Brumas, but now you're going to know him from Los Andes. So, Joanna, over to you. So as I said, I'm joined by Joanna, Joanna from Drop Coffee. Welcome to In My Mug. Oh, thank you so much. Have you been on before? No, I've never been. Like four years working together, never been invited before. Okay. That's well, what it takes. That's what it takes, yeah. is dedication and Hashtagging time. In My Mug every week. Then you can be an Instagrammer of the week. Yes. You can always get on with that one. Mm. Um, but no, thank you for joining us. So Los Andes is a coffee that I've known for a little while and became a drop coffee, how many years ago now? Five years ago. Five so, years. Yeah. So, so five years of having this coffee uh, as an exclusive, but you very kindly let us have some for an In My Mug exclusive. Mm. Tell us a little bit about, I mean, people on this who watch it know Ernesto, but tell us a little bit about the differences on the farm on Los Andes. Yes, yeah, I mean, he bought a farm in 2009. You all know Ernesto, it feels like almost as good as I do. I've been visiting him now four years. Mm -hmm. And I remember the first time that we went and I was a little like, you know how you expect El Salvadorian coffee to be mainly milk chocolatey. Oh, hey, yeah. You yeah, talk sorry. to me. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk to the guy who speak to you already. They're listening. They're listening to our conversation. Okay. It's fine. Uh, no, no, but do you remember how milk chocolatey I was expecting the table to be? Yeah. And cupping the table, and you know I don't throw 90s. I was throwing three 90s, 91 and a 92 on one table. One of those were Los Brumas, one was Los Andes, SL28. Mm -hmm. No, and it wasn't. It was the blend. Mm. It was the... Uh, so before... Oh, sorry, I messed this. Shall I just keep on talking? Mm. Yeah. Um, They're used to me messing up. Don't right. worry about it. They're all good. <laughs> no, but so that, that I copped in 90 then was actually a mix of the SL28 that is grown on the farm with the bourbon varietals growing on the farm. Uh, and now, since a couple of years back, he's actually separating the SL28 to the bourbon and this bourbon is yeah it really shines so effervescent like such a beautiful coffee i think it's really interesting what you highlight there about el salvador and people's expectations of it and i think quite often we'll go into an origin with a set of expectations of oh that's all that coffee is mm -hmm. But actually, like so many times, that gets disproved, and it's about finding the right producer with the right coffee and the right skills to be able to present the coffees in a different way. Mm. Um, you know, we see that time and time again in places like Brazil, El Salvador, Guatemala. You know that there is good coffee there, but you just got to look a bit harder for it sometimes. Mm. No, and I think this one, like being the SL28, you would so easily think, oh, it's going to be like a Kenyan coffee. No, this is actually so. Ernesto bought a farm in 2009, yeah. so equally as old as Drop Coffees. Yeah. Uh, he went to the bank, took a loan, <laughs> bought this land, and before him it was a much older man 
who had owned the land for a long, long time, and him, like he went to Kenya to actually hunt, hunt animals. Do you call it Yeah, that? hunting, yeah, yeah no, hunting. it's good. Yeah. I, I'm here for your swinglish <laughs> needs. So he went to Kenya to hunt, and he came back with seeds of SL28 and some SL34. But those have been planted and kept in Los Andes since that time. So he's actually working with trees that have adopted to, to the land. So how much SL28 that's actually tasting today, uh, one can argue, but it definitely is extremely unique. Uh, and it's like when we see Bourbon uh, transform and mutate into Pacas, yeah. you know, that it adapts, the varietal adapts to where it mm. is and becomes something different. I think that's why when we see geishas quite often quite different in different countries, mm. you know, the, you know, Boutique to being in, you know, El Salvador reacts super differently and that's that just adapting to its climate. And also I think it's super unique. So say normally we're buying beans from trees that are maybe, like, yeah, like anything from three to 20 years, maybe. Yeah. And this is just like keep that are kept, the trees that are kept in the land for 70 years. And that like, it definitely has like a, a matureness to it. Um, like in wine, you experience this often, but then it's often like because of storage, but it definitely has like, you can taste, taste the maturity of the coffee. Yeah. But also it picks the cherries like fairly deep deep red and there's some fairly consistent things with the cherries we're going to show a video right now where um you can just see over the like the difference in the bean sizes mm. talk us through that no but you can definitely see like so in in the picture you can see in one hand it's those big like m&m sized like big coffee cherries and the other ones are bourbon el salvador bourbon hybrid yeah. um so, and like they, they are big and they are so juicy, like they hold so much of the uh, mucilage uh, in the coffee, like dripping them. Like that's a classic thing, like what do farmers actually do on farm? Like one thing you will see them do is to stand and squeeze cherries and see how much. <laughs> yeah. 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 And we are often doing that too, uh, <laughs> pretending we know what we're doing. Yeah, no, that's ready to pick. <laughs> um, and, and the pruning and the things you've already talked about, but that's something that, like, again, we're going to show a little bit of clip of video on the screen now where this is, you know, it's kind of fairly intense what Ernesto's doing mm. with, to, to manage what is there, but that's not uncommon in El Salvador for people to be doing paras and things like mm. that. So it's kind of really working with mm. what works in El Salvador and in that Arshapan region. Mm. But it's so much his philosophy as well. I think you see it to an extreme at Las Brumas, for those of you who have had that coffee. Uh, but at Los Andes as well, yes, like he doesn't want to interfere with the nature by producing coffee. Mm. So all all that means, but it's, it's just this like, no, the coffee may need cutting back sometimes and it needs like help to, to produce, but what that tree has experienced should be, should be kept. And I think that's an interesting point you raise as well. That there's actually quite a lot of uh, canopy cover and tree cover mm -hmm. there, just from trees that are normally there. And if you wanted to intensively farm the land, those would come down, yeah. wouldn't they? And like with everything now, with like, you know, shade trees being cut down and everything you see, like very like aggressive kind of coffee production, I would say this is the extreme opposite, mm -hmm. where he's actually like, yeah, it takes a little bit of time to, to grow. The coffee's maturing, yeah, very late. 
And I think this is a big bonus with Ernesto that he cups all of his own coffees. He's a he's a good cup. No, but like he's great in agriculture. He is like, (laughs) yeah, he he's great in his processing. He is actually a great uh, roaster and a copper. Like he really sees what's happening at the farm in the final cup. Yeah. And that's um, yeah, massive privilege. Yeah, no, it is. Joanna, thank you very much for joining me. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on. We'll see you again in four years' time. Somebody who I wish I could see in four years' time is Roland, and it's time for his Daft Fact of the Week. And again. It's called, gra- it's called Gravity. So here we find Roland in a very unnatural habitat, but very good for branding. Roland, do you have a Daft Fact for us this week? Did you know that the national bird of El Salvador is a Torregos, or turquoise-browed motmot. He loves his birds. <laughs> okay, so we're here magically at the tasting table. Before me and Joanna taste the coffee, uh, just a, a thank you to Helena Pro Training. Love and respect coming your way for showing off your In My Mug Balmadi bag. Uh, very, very cool. Thank you very much. If you want to get your in, um, picture on In My Mug, then hashtag has been or In My Mug and we will pick that up. Should we taste some coffee? i definitely following the hashtag. Hashtag, hashtag. It's all about the hashtags. So, <laughs> I'm not going to give you too much because, you know, you... I might want to drink it all. You've got enough of this in your own roastery back home. So, um, I think we disagree a little bit on our tasting notes. Um, but they're kind of not a million miles away, but you're very sure what you always taste. So, yeah. And I'm very sure. And I mean, I know taste. this coffee inside out. So. I've known it for a lot longer than you have, though. So I know it inside out, too. Yeah. A little domestic going on here. It's okay. Don't you guys worry out there. So, for me, I get... Um, I do get a little bit of floral on it. Mm. Um, I get um, like a, a cloudy lemonade as well. Mm. So that kind of like effervescent kind of lemon acidity. Mm. Yeah. And I agree on that. It definitely has some like fairly like purple floral notes to it. Uh, like typical, like you can see the SL shining through in it. I love the roast on this one. Like it, it's really good. Don't tell Roland that. No. So, and, and super, like, I have it, like, fairly much, like, nut cream to mm-hmm. it. And, like, that lime and the effervescent, like, cooling effect in the, in the finish. I think the, cre- like, the, creamy, so... bo- the creamy body and mouthfeel is definitely something I pick up on quite a lot as well. Yeah. So, no. no, but after drinking this coffee, you feel like, it's like a cooling, nice, like, you, you suck on an ice bowl. Ice cube. <laughs> <laughs> Steve Layton here for all of your Swinglish translations. (laughs) But there is one thing that Ah. translates quite well, I think. Mm. Um, Do you want to do it or shall I? Can I do it in Swedish? I'll do it. You did it in Swedish, Ah. I'll do it in English. So go on then. Livet är för kort för dåligt kaffe. Life is too short for bad coffee.